Hey, this is Keith. I'm the pastor of Blaze Church. Welcome to our podcast. I know today's message is going to inspire you, encourage you, and lead you to know God more. If you want to connect with us, visit us online at blazechurch.org. Enjoy today's message. We're so glad that you've chosen to tune in to Blaze Church Online. Thank you so much for being here with us. And if it's your first time with us, a special thank you. Be sure to go to blazechurch.org slash connect, and we'll connect with you there. Well, I'm excited to be here today. My name is Josh, and I have the high privilege of bringing the Word of God for us this morning to see what God is saying to us and looking at our movie in part three of At The Movie series, Jurassic Park. Who doesn't love Jurassic Park? Man, this movie is almost 30 years old. Can you believe that? This first one came out in 1993. I I just love these movies. They're fun. They're kind of suspenseful. The music is great. And we're going to look at this movie and also God's Word to see what he has to say for our lives today. So I'm excited to do that. Also just want to give a shout out to our pastors, Pastor Keith and Amy Indivino. We just love them. Don't you guys love them so much? And we're so grateful for how they lead our church in this season. But before we get into our movie today, I want to share a quick story with you to set up the message. So about a year ago, my wife and I were privileged to purchase our first home, and our home came with a surprise. The surprise was a forest of bamboo. Now, I say a forest. To me, it was a forest. Uh, We're going to show you a little clip just so you get a visual. It was a lot worse than this at one point, and we were able to clean it up a bunch. But, man, if you know anything about bamboo, it is just plain old trouble. And this has just been trouble in my life. It is so hard to get rid of. It just continues to grow and grow and grow. And it has been a major inconvenience in my life. That's some trouble that I've been experiencing. And I I think we all experience trouble in life, right? From relational to physical. And even this weekend, as as we talk right now, there's actually a storm that's coming for many of us. If you're watching on Long Island, our Blaze family right here on Long Island, we're experiencing a storm that's bringing trouble in our life. And God has a really timely word for us today to say, how are we going to position our hearts and our lives in the middle of the trouble that we face in life? Maybe for you, it's your marriage isn't working out the way that you had hoped. And there's tension, there's, there's disagreement, there's strife, there's tension. Or maybe the kids are just not listening to anything you have to say. Can I get an amen from some parents out there? Or maybe for you, your parents just aren't getting it, and there's disconnection, and there's tension in your relationship. Or maybe work is just so stressful, and the finances aren't coming in as quickly as the bills are, and the stress is high. And, or maybe it's sickness, anything from the common cold to, to cancer to COVID. Like We all experience it, and we know loved ones that experience trouble in our lives. Well, how do we respond to that? What do we do with that? And how can we look to God's word today to receive what he has to give us? Because he always has something good to give us for our lives today. Well, we're going to look to Jurassic Park to help us along this journey today. We're going to find in this first clip that the Jurassic Park crew starts to experience some trouble. Now, if you've never seen Jurassic Park, just a little bit of background. So John Hammond is a billionaire, and he uses his financial wealth to create a theme park off an island in Costa Rica. Now, the theme park is themed, guess what, 
dinosaurs. And they're able to recreate these great beasts of old. They find dinosaur DNA. They kind of dip back in time. They recreate these dinosaurs. Let's take a look at this first scene as they're getting ready and setting up the park. Man, it was all going so well for this crew until it wasn't. Right, the Jurassic Park crew was working together. They were, they were following protocol, but then trouble came in a moment's notice. Now, here's the thing for our lives. Jesus promised that we would experience trouble in life. Let's look at the words that he gives us in John chapter 16, verse 33. He says this, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have, say this word with me, trouble. He says, in this world, you will have trouble. Thank you, Jesus. You know, let's just move on with our day. We're going to have to just deal with the trouble in our lives. No, he gives us tools to be able to combat this trouble in our life. First, he starts with good news, and he says, my peace. I'm giving it to you. I give you peace for when you walk through trouble. But maybe you're like me, and maybe when you walk through times of trouble and storms in life, maybe you think, man, what did I do wrong to deserve this? Like, what did I do so that this trouble is in my life? And I, I think those are subconscious thoughts that come as a pursuit to, to try to understand what we're walking through, to try to understand the struggle. How did this get here? And just real quickly, I want to kind of address that thought and look at three reasons why trouble might come in our lives. Now, first, there's dumb decisions, right? We all make those at times in our lives. And Really, the, the reality is that we reap what we sow. That's a proven truth. It's a proven principle. Here's what the Bible has to say about that. Proverbs 22, verse 3 says, A prudent person foresees danger and takes precautions. The simpleton goes blindly on and suffers the consequences. See, what we're reading here is when we live without limits, when we live foolishly without God's wisdom, whether that's without financial limits or relational limits or uh, physical limits, we know that trouble is going to come in our lives. It's one reason why we might experience trouble. Another reason is we just live in a broken world, a world that's marked by sin. Now, Jesus went to the cross for us, and he defeated the power of sin, and he paid for the penalty of our sin. Praise God, that's amazing. That's what we celebrate as we have new life in Christ for those of us that have said that Jesus is the Lord of our lives. But even though he conquered sin at the cross, we live in this period of time when God is going to make all the sad things come untrue. He's going to come, and he's going to create a new heaven and a new earth. He's going to make all the wrong things right. He has a good plan. But until that day, we live in this period of time that is marked by the sin and the struggle that comes as a result of that. Now, third, we have an enemy. We, you have an enemy of your soul, and there's a spiritual war going on. We're going to talk a little bit about that and what that means for us. But maybe for you today, it might be nothing that you did to bring the trouble in your life. And I really feel that the Holy Spirit wants to speak this to somebody today to bring total freedom in your life. Experiencing trouble in your life may not mean you did something wrong. Let me say that again. Experiencing trouble in your life may not mean you did something wrong. Let me just use a real practical example. We're all experiencing a physical storm this weekend, 
And this is something that we haven't done to do anything wrong. Like God's not mad at Long Island and we're getting a storm because of it. It's just, it's just trouble that we're experiencing. And Jesus, he, this is what he said, right? We just read his words. He promised that we would experience trouble in life. And maybe for you, more practically in the everyday, maybe it's when the van doesn't start for the 10th time. Or maybe you just can't catch a financial break, or maybe the kids uh, just won't listen to anything you have to say, right? But religion would say God is punishing you, he's mad at you, but Jesus brings freedom for our lives today. Let's look at a story when Jesus came to a man and his disciples thought that this man or his parents did something wrong to deserve the trouble in his life. Let's take a look at this. John chapter 9, verse 1. As he went along, this is Jesus, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Now, I want you to catch this. Listen to what Jesus says next. Neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus, but this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. Man, this is good news for this man's life. This is good news for our lives. You know what this means is that God has a plan through the trouble that you face, through the struggle that you face. He had a plan to take what the enemy meant in this man's life and to turn it for good. And he has the same good plan for your life today. I'm here to encourage you and to tell you that, that through the trouble and through the struggle that you face, God has a good plan through your life. He wants you to respond to trouble in a way that you're able to encourage others by the way that you respond, that you're looking to God, that you're asking him for faith as you're walking through it. He's faithful to give us patience and perseverance as we experience the trouble that you face, and you are then an encouragement to others. Blaze Church, I know that that's your heart, and I know even this weekend as we walk through a storm, physical storms, and many other storms of life, I know that you're positioning yourself right now as you've made time to spend time in God's word, to be in a place of faith, to choose to declare what God's word says. Let's keep going and let's, let's look back at Jesus's words about trouble because there's more to the story here. So Jesus said, we just read this a moment ago, I have told you these things so that in me you may have, what's that word? Peace. In this world you will have trouble. But take heart. Here's good news. Take heart, he says. I have overcome the world. Come on, this is good news. This means at the cross, Jesus defeated that power of sin. He has overcome every power of sin and sickness and trouble that we could ever experience in our lives. He laid down his life so that we would have new life in him, so that we could stand strong in the middle of the battle. But maybe you're like me today and you ask this question, then why do I still have trouble? If Jesus really did all this, if he overcame the power of the enemy, if he overcame the power of sin and sickness and struggle, then why do we still have trouble in our lives? And here's why. It's because you still have an enemy. The Bible says he is the adversary, the devil, the enemy of our souls who wants nothing other than to, like Jesus said in John 10.10, steal and kill and destroy. Let's, Let's look a little bit at who our enemy is and how we can combat him. But first, let's look to our movie in Jurassic Park, 
And our friends, they also had a very real enemy. Let's take a look at this. So a T-Rex is one thing. That was their enemy that they were fleeing from. Our enemy is a lot different and a lot more real in our lives. Let's look to God's word and see what it has to say about what our enemy looks like. Here's what Peter says in 1 Peter 5.8. He says, be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Jesus also said, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. See, the devil is always looking to distract us and separate us from God. That's all sin is. It's separation from God. And he wants nothing more than to bring us apart from our relationship with God. We have a real enemy, but the good news is this. Jesus, the Savior, has overcome our enemy. Come on, celebrate that with me today, that Jesus has overcome the power of the enemy. And although this enemy is prowling around like a roaring lion, trying to come after us, and he may bring trouble in our lives, we know that Jesus is always with us and always for us. He will never leave nor forsake us in the trouble and the struggle that we face. And here's also good news. I want to let you know this today, that Satan has a final destruction waiting for him in God's great plan. Let's look at Revelation chapter 20, verse 10. Here's what it says. Then the devil who had deceived them was thrown into the fiery lake of burning sulfur, joining the beast and the false prophet. There they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Come on, this is actually really good news for us that we know our enemy has an end, that God is going to bring final destruction to Satan, that his power is going to be broken forever and once and for all, and we'll be forever with Jesus. Come on, that is good news. God has a good plan. This is the enemy that brings anxiety and depression and sickness and torment and struggle and all of the things that, he fa- that we face. He will one day be destroyed forever and ever. We can give God praise for that because we stand and we fight this spiritual battle from a place of victory. And so let's continue on and find the tools that God gives us to be able to fight. But first, let's look back at our movie again following the story with our friends in Jurassic Park. And in this clip, they're fighting their enemy with the tools that are available to them. Let's take a look. So our friends in Jurassic Park, they knew that they were in a war, right? They, they showed up to fight. They knew they needed strategy. They knew they needed to be prepared with some weapons. And for you and I, we may not be fighting ferocious dinosaurs, but we are in a very real spiritual battle. And God gives us good tools to equip us in our lives. Let's look at how we fight and who we fight. We talked a bit about who we fight, right? Our enemy, the devil. Now let's look at how we fight and the tools that God equips us with. Ephesians chapter 6 says, finally be strong in the Lord and in his, say this with me, mighty power. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. See, God's will is that we are protected, prepared, and filled with his power. That is good news for us in this spiritual battle. Paul says here to put on the full armor of God. Let's look at that armor just in a minute, but first a little more about our enemy 
he uses this phrase. He says the devil's schemes, right? He says, take your stand against the devil's schemes. Well, what are the devil's schemes? That word schemes, it means strategies. And what are the devil's strategies? Let's look at this. Well, the Bible says that the devil is nothing but a liar, like nothing other than lies comes out of his mouth. He's the father of lies, the Bible says. He wants nothing but to tempt us and to divide us and to pull us away from the truth that God has for our lives. Now, he wants to bring separation and sin, but he can try, but he cannot ultimately succeed in the name of Jesus. And Jesus told us that the thief, this is the devil, he came, what, to steal, kill, destroy. We read that earlier. He wants to create discord and strife. But Jesus said, I've come to bring life. Now, let's look at the armor of God now. How do we fight the devil's schemes? Let's keep reading Paul's words. He says, therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, man, that is good news that in the middle of the struggle, in the middle of the storm that we face in life, God gives us this armor that we can stand firm. We can declare the truth of God's word over the situations that we face, that we can recognize the reality of what we're facing, but we also know that God's truth is greater. His name is stronger. Jesus is higher, and we can stand firm as we take on this armor of God. Let's read through, just quickly, the armor of God and what God gives us to be able to stand firm. He continues on. He says again, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. Man, that is good news that we can take the truth of God's word. We can buckle it around us. We can wrap ourselves in it and declare what God says. Now he says the breastplate of righteousness with the breastplate of righteousness in place. That, you know what that means? That means that Jesus, he gave us his righteousness in exchange for our sin, that we can actually wear the victory of Jesus over sin. We can wear that righteousness as part of our armor. Next, he says, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace, that you are rooted, like Jesus said, I've come to give you peace, that he has given us peace in the middle of the storm. Next, he says, in addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. I love how he uses the word all there. Like not one arrow is going to get through the spiritual armor that God's given you to put on. These arrows, they're attacks against marriages and our families and our children and our loved ones, your family. Take up the shield of faith against the enemy. Say, no, I'm standing on God's word. I know that God has given me the spiritual armor. I know that he is with me, that he is for me, and that I stand firm in him in the middle of this. Next, he says, take on the helmet of salvation. I love this. Think about that, a helmet. You have a helmet to guard against the enemy's lies. You know, we walked through a series last month that talked about winning the war in your mind, recognizing the lies of the enemy and declaring truth. This is the helmet of salvation that God gives us to guard our mind against the enemy. And finally, I love this, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. So God has given us his word so that we can know it 
so that we can internalize it, so that we can meditate and memorize it, and so that we can declare his truth in our lives. Write it, think it, declare it, and believe it. We learned that last month. Let's focus on what God has to say and declare that truth in our lives. Now, this is how we're victorious, and I know what you're thinking. How did our friends in Jurassic Park turn out? Were they victorious? Let's take a look. All right, everybody, give it up for Jurassic Park. They got out alive. Now, for them, getting out alive, that was their mission. That was survival mode. But for us, God has a greater victory for our lives over the trouble that we face. It's not just to survive, but it's to thrive in the middle of the storms that we face in life. So let's recap for a moment. What do we know? We know that trouble is going to come. Jesus said that, right? He said, in this world, you will have trouble. What else do we know? We have an enemy of our souls. But what else do we know? We know that we have the armor of God to be spiritually well-equipped today, right now, in this moment. God has given us his armor so that we can stand strong when the battles come in our lives. So what do we do from here? Well, what if when the trouble comes, what if before the trouble comes, we take on the spiritual armor? We declare the truth of God's word. We choose to take on this armor. What if when your marriage is struggling, you take on the belt of truth? You remember that God has given you this love for your husband, for your wife, and you focus on the truth of God's word. What if when the enemy is attacking you, grab your shield of faith, you say, no, you cannot succeed because Jesus is victorious in my life. What if when negative thoughts come and they're overwhelming, you say, no, I have a helmet of salvation. God says that I am his child. I'm a son. I'm a daughter of God. I am protected. I am provided for by him. And he is with me in this moment. What if you declare the truth of God's word, that he's for you, that he's with you, that the enemy cannot succeed? in your life because he is with you. Man, I want to suggest that maybe this week you take open Ephesians chapter 6, verses 11 through 17. What if every day this week you got up, you read through this armor of God, internalize it, memorize it, make it a part of you. You know, realize like this, putting on this armor is actually like getting dressed in the morning. We have to do it every single day. It's something we get to go back to and say, I'm well-equipped for the battles that come in my life. What if every day, practical application, you opened up to Ephesians 6, and you read through the spiritual armor that God gives you? You make it a part of you. Memorize it. Say, I have the belt of truth. Just work through those pieces. I know that God's going to prove true and faithful in your life and make you more spiritually equipped and stand strong in faith for the troubles that come in your life. Man, I'm so glad that you've chosen to spend this time with us this morning. I hope that you're encouraged. I know that you are. Now, let me just pray a prayer of blessing for you. In the middle of this storm that we face right now, whatever it's looking like, I know that God is with us, that he's for us, and he will see us through because he's given us spiritual armor for the troubles that we face in life. Let me pray a prayer of blessing on you. God, I thank you for every single person who has chosen to spend this time in your word. 